Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast Through to Faith. I am your host, Alyssa Hensley, and I am so excited you are here today to hear this message as I am excited to tell it to you. Um, Today's episode is called God's Image versus Our Image, and I think it's so important to touch on the fact that we were created to be individuals, to be unique and different, and you know, harping on that concept um, for our generation is something that I feel like a lot of people need to do because I know I've felt it. I know the world feels it. It's heavy. And especially with social media and, you know, looking at other people's things and what they're doing, you know, it's not just social media. I even did it before Instagram was a thing. I compared myself to my friends who were skinnier than me, you know, or the way that I wanted blonde hair, or I wanted blue eyes, or I wanted something different from who I was. And, you know, I even wanted to be taller. And I'm a pretty tall person, honestly. (laughs) So it's just, we all like pick apart our, you know, ourselves, because we think that that will make us feel better if we change things. But what you don't realize is our creator wants us to keep ourselves the way we are because he's the one that made us and I think that you know the couple key points that I'm going to talk about today will really help you know set the tone for you to start living life free from comparison because you can you know I I have to keep practicing myself and my tra- retraining my mind to you know realize okay I am this way for a reason you know they may have this but I also have this that they don't have It's certain gifts in life that we should cherish and not try to get rid of. We may hate our gifts for the moment, but God will surely tell us later on and show us later on that our gifts are important. So with that being said, let's dive right into it. Um, One of the first things I wanted to talk about was that people should stop searching. You know, like, stop searching what? Well, stop searching for your purpose through other people. It's okay to, like, ask God, hey, what is my purpose? Like, what is what is the reason I'm here today? That's totally fine. But it's when you start, you know, trying to fill your purpose through someone else. Saying, well, I'm not going to be able to do this because they're not with me. Or I'm not going to be able to do this because I don't have the support from that person. And that's not true. You know, I think that as people, we should, you know, search for our purpose, like I said. But we should be able to live life, you know, just with God. We don't need another person, and we don't need to just keep searching for another person, searching for this, searching for that job. It doesn't have to be a person. It could be a job. It could be a certain leadership position. It could be anything. But in uh, 1 Thessalonians 5, um, verse 17 through 18, it says, Pray without ceasing, and everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Prayer is something that when you are searching for your purpose, the right way, God will make sure to show you. You're asking God, show me why I'm here. Show me my purpose. It will give you a different look at yourself. You'll be like, oh my gosh, I am here for a reason. I do have this confidence in myself because this is why I'm here. The moment you find out why you're here will make things so much clearer to you that you will stop looking at other people and wishing you would be them. That's not what we were meant to be like. And next, another statement is that you don't need validation. 
<laughs> I think validation is one of the coolest words, but it's also one of the words that could be used in a negative way. You know, when Jesus was preaching, you know, he never stopped for a second to ask people if people liked what he said. He never said that. He didn't say, do you like what I said? Is this okay with you? No, he spoke the truth from God because he knew the truth and he wasn't afraid to say it. You know, as we know, he was crucified. He was not afraid to say things that were true, that were good for people. He didn't ask for validation and neither do we. We don't have to because he's already, Jesus has already validated us. He's already given us that freedom that we want and, and we need in our lives. I think we want validation from our parents. We want validation from our boyfriends or girlfriends. You know, we we want validation from things that we don't need validation from to be who we are. And in John 8, verse 6, it says, and it's about this story that the woman was caught in adultery. This is kind of verse 8 in general, or chapter 8 in general. It says in verse 6, this they said to test him that they might have some charge to bring it against him. Jesus bent down and wrote his with his finger on the ground. And they continued to ask him. And he stood up and said to them, Let he or him who is without sin among you be the first to throw a stone at her. The thing is, is that in this story, this woman had committed adultery. And she was considered to be done for. No one wanted to be with her, no one to be around her, because she was considered unholy. The thing is, the beautiful thing about that story is that, yes, she made a mistake, but Jesus didn't hold her that. And he tested people. He said, okay, throw a stone at her if you haven't sinned. No one can throw stones at other people, because we've all sinned. Our sins weigh the same. So, when she was looking for validation from those people in passing. People wouldn't even look at her. She's like, why don't they like me? I want them to like me. But she didn't realize that she could be free from sin until Jesus told her so. He told her after the people walked away and that they didn't stone her, he said, you are free now, sin no more. Because he's the only one that could have thrown a stone at her, but he didn't. He came not to judge us, but to show us love and freedom. And the third kind of thing I want to talk about was nothing apart from God is true. And I found this as I was studying John this semester with um, another person. And it was just fun because we have this community group at my church. It's what's called community. It's kind of a (laughs) fun concept. But honestly, like, it's just so fun to connect with people. And that's how I got into ministry in general. And we were studying this and... I found this early in the semester because it was uh, chapter 5, yeah, and it's in verse 31 through 32, but it says, if I alone bear witness about myself, my testimony is not true. Basically, that's saying, like, okay, if our testimony is with, it's like, not with God, then it's not true. In verse 32, there is another one who bears witness about me, and I know that his testimony that he bears about me is true. So what does that mean? Well, in a way, our thoughts about ourselves lie to us. We see 
brokenness. We see pieces of us scattered on the ground. We see all this negative energy or negative thoughts about ourselves because we're away. Those thoughts are away from God. They're not with God. They don't complete what he's trying to tell us in our lives. And God's truth outweighs the lie before us. You know, we think that since, you know, we think this way that's true. No, 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 no. No, that doesn't mean it's true. <laughs> with God, though, there is truth in that. We don't have to believe that we're not pretty enough, that we're not good enough. Because it's a lie. It's a blatant lie from the enemy. And anything apart from God is not true. Um, number four is kind of an odd one, but I always just thought this verse was kind of cool and could kind of be construed in different ways, but I call this the power of the wind. Now, Jesus a lot of times, and scripture even too, refers to the elements like trees or, or rain or anything like that's natural because that's where, you know, most people can seek God is through nature. I know myself. I connect with God through nature and worship. Um, but in John 3, verse 8, it says, The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear its sound, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. So the wind, in my opinion, is something that could be considered as like, you know, social media or ourselves. We can be blown from one end of the spectrum to the other. And there's never a stagnant thing with wind. Wind doesn't stay still, right? So when we hear it sound, we don't know where it's going is what it's saying. And it's saying it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. The Spirit is the Spirit of God. And He tells us that we need to have a spirit in our hearts so that he may take us places where we can find our purpose. And the next thing kind of I wanted to talk about was, you know, the concept of lifting people up, kind of like help people speak up, help people, you know, be sure that people know that they are loved and that they should be confident in themselves. And I think that in Ecclesiastes 4.10, it kind of completes the whole thing of lifting one another up. It says, For if they fall, one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him who is alone when he falls and has another, has not another to lift him up. In the comparison game, we don't feel like we have anybody to lift us up because we feel like we're not good enough to lift ourselves up. When in a way we can Yes, we need God to help us and lift us up, but I feel like we need another person in life to help us. And even in scripture, it says that. When we do, like I know, for example, when I do compare myself to other people, my boyfriend will, or my friends, will be like, no, you're just beautiful just the way you are. Why are you comparing yourself to that person? And I look at them and I'm like, oh my gosh, you're right. Well, why am I doing it? I am, I am me for a reason. Of course, everyone has some things they want to change about themselves, but we need other people in our lives to say, hey, stop what you're doing. Remember who you are. Remember you are God's child. And you don't have to compare yourself to other people. That's a choice. 
And one of the last things kind of I want to talk about before I go into, you know, questions we can do and apply ourselves to this lesson, but it says confident mind, confident self. So like I talked about last week with, you know, the spirit of fear, it's, you know, fear is a choice, right? We, we choose to be afraid or we're inherently afraid sometimes, but most of the time we do have a choice if we're afraid of something and we can give it power or not. It's the same thing with confidence. We can give confidence power or not. And if we give certain things, you know, certain power, it's going to become an explosive. It's not going to be able to contain itself. And I feel like when people are down on themselves or they don't feel like they're loved or that they're confident or that, you know, this person's better than this person, they're not going to have a confident mind. And therefore, they won't be confident themselves. So in 2 Corinthians 5.17, it says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. All things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. When we give our life to Jesus, we become a new creation. And we are saved from our sin and our death. We have a confident mind in that way, right? If we know that, we know, okay, this is, this is exactly what it is. This is what is going to happen to me. I'm going to be saved if I give my life to the Lord. And my life won't be easy, but it'll be doable because I have Jesus on my side. And when we have that, we can be confident in ourselves. In uh, 2 Timothy 1.7, it says, For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. So like I said, we talked about fear last week. You know, he hasn't given us that spirit of fear. That was something that we either learned that fear, what fear was, which we should, but we learned what fear was, and we also learned what confidence was. So with confidence, it's, the practice of a sound mind if we don't have a sound mind and we know who we we don't know who we are or what we're about or what our morals are it would be crazy wouldn't it we wouldn't know who the heck we were but having a confident mind comes in with that if we know about you know what exactly we want to do or we know about how like i don't know i guess we know enough to where we can say, okay, I'm confident in myself. And I can be the person that God wants me to be. So let's move into some questions for thought about, you know, the principles I kind of talked about today. And let's kind of get into, and I might get into some some examples maybe um, about my own life. And, you know, these questions I kind of drafted up after I wrote this. But um, the first question is, you know, are we questioning? our worth based on another's worth what person in your life are you comparing yourself to whether that be a celebrity whether that be your best friend whether that be your you know significant other I mean who who are you comparing yourself to who are you trying to be and another question off that actually would be why are you doing that to yourself you're putting yourself in so much pressure like, you're immersing yourself in pressure because you're trying to be someone else that God didn't, like, intend for you to be. That's so stressful. 
don't hurt yourself like that. Be you, be unapologetically you, but follow God through it. and He will show you who you're supposed to be. The second question is when we see another person, are we immediately comparing ourselves to how others look? So I know myself, if I see like, if I'm like a sweatpants or something, like a sweat outfit and I have like a baseball cap on, I know if I see a girl like dressed up in like high heels and looking pretty, like I'll say, oh my gosh, she's so pretty. But then in my mind, I'm like, oh my gosh, why don't I look like that right now? Like, why didn't I dress up? Why didn't I do this? That, that itself, if that starts happening to you, stop it because it's not worth it. Like, it's not going to, it's not going to give you anything from that. You're not going to feel any better about yourself if you just start going down that road. You have the power to stop those kind of comparisons. The third question is, are we looking for validation in our spouses, boyfriends, girlfriends? You know, it's not play, it's not a place for compliments. And they're, you know, compliments are great, but they don't determine our worth. You know, my boyfriend can compliment me. He can say, you look beautiful today. And I would say, oh my gosh, that's so nice. That's awesome. But the next day, if he doesn't say it, that doesn't mean that all of a sudden he doesn't think that anymore. And that's that's the way I was that's the way I was being with myself. I was like, okay, I don't have to have a compliment every five minutes. I don't need a compliment every day. I don't thrive off of that. I thrive off the love of God. And that is it. And that's all I need. That's all you need. God created us to be us. But I bet that the Lord gets upset when we start to pick apart his creation. He spent so much time on us. He did not waste time on us. I hate the TikTok trend that just came out that, you know, is putting all these people like celebrities and stuff. And then the person that made the video is like saying, God didn't spend like time on me. He spent time on them. That's a freaking lie. And you both know it. All of you know it. You should know it. And if you don't hear me, that is not true. God spent so much time on you. He spent hours, days, I don't even know how long, but so long on you to be who you are, to look the way you are, to be the person that you are today. Embrace that. Don't sit in this like puddle of just sadness because you don't think you're good enough or you're not pretty enough. That's a lie. (laughs) And I hope that you know that. And I pray that you know that. And I'll be praying for you that you do know that. The last thing I want to kind of touch on before we leave each other today is, you know, a question kind of open-ended that could be related to comparison in our image, but also just in general in life. Are we giving God enough praise? The other day I was listening to, you know, my devotional for the day or my verse of the day video, and I was like, it asked like, you know, are we giving God praise? Are we, yeah, do, do, do all this stuff believe all these things but in that process are we saying thank you to god are we saying thank you thank you for my life thank you for my friends like it's just a simple thank you it doesn't have to be a full prayer it could just be a daily in your mind saying thank you because i feel like we pray a lot at least i do we pray a lot but we don't say thank you enough to god for getting me up this morning for letting me go get coffee today or you know for helping me get all my exams done because girl I have like four I've taken four exams already and I'm I have one more to take thank the lord but my brain is fried so <laughs> it's been a week but thanking god simply for those things and I think that it will give us a lot of time 
lot more time with God, even if we're just walking in a class, saying thank you, God, in your head for certain things or all things, whatever you want to say. It's so simplistic and it's so amazing. So I hope you guys had, you know, a good experience today. And it's such, it's such a controversial topic. I probably didn't cover all of the things, but I just hope that you find some freedom from comparison because of this episode. Thank you, and I'll see you next week, guys. Take care.